activism to become. Shit, it was forty minutes long. Yeah, it's a eulogy. Are eulogies that long? Yeah, for somebody like John Lewis, yeah. How long do you think your eulogy would be? I don't know, twenty maybe. You think it'd be twenty? You think you're important enough for twenty minutes of someone talking about you? You talk about you. You, you talk about their whole life. Like, you oh, think your life is twenty minutes worth talking about? Yes, yours is too. What are you talking about? Keep I'm, 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 I'm shit. Now I wouldn't have said twenty. I'm like I'm thirty, but I would. I would you see, you know, somebody could get to a hot pie for you. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Summer 16 Podcast, a podcast between two friends who met well in the summer of 2016. Yep. My name is Tunde, or Taught underscore seven, and I'm here with my dog, my friend, John Bowie, or on Instagram, pretty simple, <laughs> at John Bowie. <laughs> I should, should I change that to be something cool? <laughs> That's cool. I mean, people can find you easily. I guess. They can't spell that shit, though. Oh, yeah, true. Um, that's why I didn't do mine. Mine's just pretty hard. <laughs> Such a ever. All right, so uh, every Wednesday, we have new episodes where we somehow figure out how to combine our different views, our experiences, and our beliefs to talk about anything and always leave having learned something new. So on today's episode, uh, we're going to catch up on a few things from this past weekend. We're going to talk about how training has been going. In our current event section, we're going to talk about some irony in the NBA. Well, depending on, on what side of the fence you're on, yeah, you might see that Jesus. as ironic. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about some uh, sad, unfortunate uh, deaths to some notable figures. Hopefully we're not depressing with it, though. Yeah, hopefully. And then uh, we're going to bring back our waxing hypothetical um, segment where we have a pretty interesting question today. And lastly, as always, we're going to leave with our uh, AVM section. So with that said, what's going on with you, dog? Woo. All right. We're back at it again, my guy. Um, my guy? My guy. We're back at it again. I, uh, I've been doing – there's been so much stuff, honestly. My internet hasn't been working the last couple of days, and that's trash. Xfinity, boo. Boo, I hate, Xfinity. I hate Comcast, yeah. They're so garbage, bro. I swear to God. Like, I hate them so much. Uh, but, you know, like, in this remote world, not having the internet means you basically are stuck, not able to do anything. So, as we're recording this, I'm over at my, my good friend's place, using up all her internet and hijacking her place so we can record. But, you know, real love, you feel me? That's what the homies are good mm-hmm. for. Yep. Um, I've been looking for dogs still. I think we brought it up on an episode before maybe it was yeah. on the pre-show i can't remember but let me tell you how goofy these folks are when it comes to like doing this online virtual dog adoption shit basically you put in an application for like the animal or animals that you're interested in but people are adopting shit so fast that <clears throat> by the time you put in the application all the puppies or like the young dogs are gone within 24 hours so I put the application in. It takes three days to like get feedback, but the dog is already gone by the time, you know, yeah. my application is approved. I put an appointment on the thing, and then they're like, "Oh, we're gonna cancel the appointment because the dog's not here." So it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, that's why people have been going to breeders. Like, 
That's what I did, to be honest. Uh, because I was very particular about what type of dog I wanted. And I knew there was no way I was going to get a Labradoodle, a younger That's Labradoodle option. at a... Oh, hell no. At a... Um, shelter? Depend- or the shelter, yeah. So... Uh, why were you so particular about a Labradoodle, though? Uh, I I really liked the way they look. I wanted a dog that was hypoallergenic and didn't shed. And uh, they're pretty good running dogs as well. So they had everything I wanted in one dog. You're not allergic to dogs, though, are you? No, I'm not. I just don't want, you know, to be cleaning up hair everywhere. Like, my girlfriend already sheds enough as it is. Yikes. And, <laughs> like, hair is everywhere, so... I would like to keep that at the minimum, if possible. What a reason. My girlfriend sheds <laughs> a lot. I can't have my dog doing it, too. That's, uh, that's like, the yeah. one adjustment to, like, having girls in your space for a significant amount of time. Like, I've never lived with a significant other, but even, like, having girls who have been in my place for extended periods of time, it's like, God, there's hair everywhere. Like, yep. for months. I mean, I should vacuum more often, but still, it's just like, God damn. Yeah, I think we... Well, I snaked our our kitchen, kitchen, our bathroom and our bathroom sink and our tub like a couple weeks ago. And the you amount sna- of hair. You said yeah. you snaked it? Yeah, it's like this little contraption that you kind of twirl into the tub because like in general it doesn't work. You have to kind of get the hair out manually. So oh, like, you, like you kind of snake a piece of plastic with hooks mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way down past the U part of the drain. Uh-huh. And then like it, it catches all the hair. And it pulls it right back out. Oh. Uh, the amount of hair I pulled out of this drain. Uh, <laughs> wait, the sink in the kitchen? No, no, I meant, I meant in the bathroom. Oh, I was about to say. In the bathroom. Fair. But yeah. You probably got to do the shower, too, though. I did both. Yeah, I did both. Dog, that's, was, that's love. It was disgusting. Cleaning up somebody else's hair, that's love. That's like picking up your dog's poop. Like, yeah. you love them. You love Guinness. Well, when you get your dog, you're going to be doing the same thing. I hope you're not oh. one of those irresponsible dog owners that leaves shit on the sidewalk. Nah. Hell no, nah, bro. I, I'll okay. pick up the poop. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do the little bag, boom, flip it inside yeah. out. We good. And people get I, mad, like, in my neighborhood because I'm on, um, what is It's the website, neighbor.com or whatever, the website that you can people talk to your neighbors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people get mad when, like, if you leave your trash can on the curb. And people walk by with dog poop, and they'll take the bag and throw it in your trash can. I'm like, fam. You get mad at that? Yeah. I don't want you to poop in my trash can. It's a fucking trash can. Relax. What the fuck? Like, are you are you planning on going back in here to, like, retrieve your lost trash? Like, fuck out of here. Exactly. Was just people, be just, people just be trying to be mad about everything, dude. Like, of course. I, I still do it, though. I don't care. If not, then take your, take your trash can off the curb, then. Or just leave the shit right on their yard. I bet they'll, I bet they'll enjoy that too, right? Oh yeah. I bet the teach teach Ken is like, I need you to poop on this yard only. <laughs> oh man. How uh, was uh? How was week three, bro? How was TDP week three? It was week three. We just finished, right? Yeah, we just finished week three. Uh, it was good. I, I did a, actually did an extra run last week, so I did five instead of four. Of course. You uh, did. Last Wednesday for our my base run, I did eight and a half in the morning and then gary hits me up and is like you trying to run this evening and i'm yeah. like how fat how far are you running he's like seven i was like oh i did it though because he's running at this place called alki beach out here it's basically mm-hmm. like it's a beach a legitimate beach but it's like yeah. in west seattle so you can like 
literally see downtown. It's like right there. It's within the oh, city. Oh shit! Oh shit! So, um, pretty good views. A lot of people are out though. Most people, are, most people did have masks on. They they were you know walking on the on the boardwalk, or whatever. Yeah. But we were able to avoid too many people. Not too many people. So was um, that the run? Is was that the run y'all did where um, y'all was on flex and basically like had a thirst trap photo? For the folks. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean it was hot, so that's oh, the yeah, reason yeah, why. Yeah. I, yeah, it was yeah. hot. That's the reason why I did my. I originally did my run in the morning to avoid uh-huh. the heat. Uh-huh. It was really hot that day, so yes, we ran without our shirt on, and we're on a beach. Like, why? Why not? Yeah, or I mean, like, yeah, why not, G? Like, it's people out. Like, let's put on a show. Fuck you talking about. <laughs> I'll be feeling weird as hell because I like I'm downtown, and when it's hot as fuck, like I want to go shirts off, shorty. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going through downtown. I would do the same thing. I don't care. I know. I just, you know, I don't. I, I just don't want someone to fall in love with me. Like, uh, you know, like uh, I'm on my humble 2020 move, and so I just got to keep my shirt on, bruh. That's a damn lie. I be, I be, I get to the trail, and I come about that joint, and I'm gone. Yeah, I am not. I am not about to 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 like be uncomfortable to someone else for someone else's convenience. Yeah, you know yeah. that's fair. That's fair, Tunde. And, you know, honestly, man. And flexing is fun. Flexing is, I mean, if you got it, why not, you know? Yeah, I work, I work hard. You work hard, too, so why not? I, I try, man. But, you know, listen, humble 2020, okay? That's that's my new. <laughs> that's not new. It's not new. It's, all, it's been all 20. Um, I'm humble 2020. Shout out, you know, hashtag ugly boy click. We out here, G. Oh, okay. Um, so we so 2021, it. what you doing then? 2021, it's uh, about get money and, and hide, your, hide your flaws. 2020 <laughs> is hide your flaws, get money. <laughs> okay. All right. No you. more flexing. Personality okay. only. Oh. So how, how was uh, training for you? Uh, it was decent, man. Uh, motivation was pretty low. Like, I was just freaking tired. Like, I, we talked about it offline, but I just feel tired all the damn time. So, I mean, I got all my runs in, um, but you should, like, and we talked about it, too, like, I had to finish my recovery run on Sunday, but ended up going out to brunch Sunday morning, happenstance, and I was damn near drunk all day, bruh. It was this new spot that I had never been to called Mimosas out here, uh-huh, uh-huh. and they basically will bring you, like, they call it the super mimosa, and it's like this huge, I damn near think it's a gallon of mimosa. I ain't even trying to be funny. And then they just put, like, dumb straws in there. And so it's definitely transmitting COVID to everyone in there, but oh, shit was fire. And we had two they, of them joints. What they say, the alcohol kills the, all the germs. Oh, right. Actually, you know what? Yeah, you got to you gotta just main, you got to take Lysol to the main vein and you'll yeah. be good to go, right? Yeah. So actually, I'm probably healthier than most of y'all out here. So actually, <laughs> thanks for pointing that out, Dr. Akinya K. Um, this is fantastic. Oh, Absolutely man. fantastic. So, so you was basically day drunk the whole time? Day drunk and then like I think I, I I tried to take like a nap. I I was just still kind of tipsy, but I was like fuck like the bros are gonna shame me if I don't run, so I ran at like eight thirty p.m. It was like dark out, but I'm on campus, so I just like did a couple laps around campus. Yeah, and just crawled back into the shower. Like ugh, make better decisions. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because like unlike like Nike or Matt My Run. If you join a run club on Strava, it'll yep. show like that that week who's the leaderboard and it's mm-hmm. different categories. It's who had the most runs, who mm-hmm. had the who had the most miles, who had the most elevation, 
yep. um, who had the best pace. So like yep. you can see it all in one snapshot. Yep. And then Bruz, so Bruz would post on Saturday night. Uh, you owe this many runs, and you owe this many runs. Hey, y'all, y'all can't cheat the bros. Don't cheat the bros. You owe me a run, John. I'm like, fam, like I'm not on the same schedule as you. Like, oh like, man, I ain't cheated the bros once. Like, I, I ain't new to this, fam. Like, y'all out here really acting up. But some bros in the group have been cheating. Uh oh, let's uh, talk about cheating it. the bros a lot. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna put we, the names out there. We ain't gonna say no names right now. Maybe next but, week. Next week, if they if they cheat this week, I'm definitely calling them out next podcast. We need we damn near need like a segment where we just publicly shame people in our lives, oh, and, man, they, and see if they listen to the <laughs> to hear it. Like, uh, just be shaming people. I would enjoy that segment. That'd be good. Man. But yeah, speaking of speaking of day drunk, so yesterday I was also day drunk. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, myself and nine of my friends like rented a boat. Or yacht, whatever, and and flex. did a lot of her rat things flex. on that yacht. What a flex! We drank so much, and oh. th- like yesterday was my first time having hard liquor in like almost two months. Oh shit! Really? Oh, maybe I think I, I might have had it once. Maybe like maybe. for like Memorial Day, I think, or something like oh, yeah, that. Oh yeah, no, really. Juneteenth, Juneteenth, Juneteenth. Oh right, right, right. Yep. And yep. the Fourth of July, because that's your favorite holiday. I did not drink on the Fourth of July. <laughs> Sorry, Juneteenth Part Two. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, we it was fun. Like, uh, the yacht was, I think it's like a forty-five foot yacht, something like that, and it had like two bedrooms, uh, three bathrooms or two bathrooms. Damn. Had a full kitchen, and like basically we we prepped all our food. Well, I didn't prep anything. Um, uh, Shannon and I prepped the food. And then the night before, the morning before, actually, they grilled, cooked all the food. Yeah. And then we brought, you know, all the liquor. Like, it was so much liquor. And it was so really? many shots. And when we, like, kind of, not docked, but we kind of, like, kind of stopped uh, over on Bainsbridge Island. We had, we had the opportunity to, like, jump into the water and go for a swim. Of course, I didn't do it because I can't swim. Oh, I was about to say, say Tunde, you jumped in the water, my guy. Uh-huh. Like, R.I.P. Uh, Gary and and Box, one of the bros, two, two of the bros, they actually went in and said, nah, I don't suggest anyone else go in because that water is super cold. It's cold as hell, probably. Yeah, so, it was, but did it they, was really fun. Did they jump in with life vests? No, they jumped in. Oh, hell no, nah, bro. Did they good swimmers? Yeah, shit. Mm-mm. I put <laughs> a life vest, but other than that, bro, like, I ain't gonna make it. I ain't gonna yeah, make it. So. I yeah. jumped in the ocean when I was in Hawaii. I did that shit, but I had a life vest on. And I was um, trying to snorkel and shit. Yeah. I guess it depends if you uh, how, how confident you are in your swimming skills. Because mm-hmm. one of our friends, uh, Ben, he, he didn't know how to swim at all. And he trained for the triathlon, learned yeah. how to swim, and then did the triathlon in Hawaii and did like a, a, a mile and a half swim in the... In, in the Pacific Ocean. Shout out to Ben. Shout out to Ben one time, man. Couldn't be me, though. Couldn't be me, though. Ain't ain't you planning on doing that? Ain't you going to learn how to swim so you can do it? Yeah, but I'm I'm not swimming in the Pacific Ocean where there's sharks. I'm good. Bro, yeah, they would eat your ass, too. (laughs) I feel like sharks would definitely be like, we got one, fam. (laughs) I would would do it in in a lake where it's more, you know, you can monitor more and... It, the the weather or the conditions aren't as um, unpredictable. 
bad. So, but then again, wasn't the lake just where uh, you know R.I.P. Naya Rivera? Ain't that where oh, she yeah. got snatched up? Yeah, I guess it depends on what how big the lake is. Also, mm-hmm. they're gonna do one in the pool, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do, do a pool? triathlon with floaties on? I don't know. Will they let you do it with floaties on? Because I would rock with that. Yeah. Not to I mean, say I'm pretty sure they have people out there that, that, that monitors. Yeah. Still. But that'd be a long way to go to like save my black ass, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like I would be out there for a minute, and they would need to be like, oh, I think we were losing John. Yeah, I think we got the, uh, like the, the sea dudes. Or, and then with like the, um, what's it called? The stretcher on, on the back that floats in the water. That pulls you behind. Are you saying I would need one of those to survive? No, I said that's what they have. So oh, to will... save you? To come rescue yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's not terrible. Yeah. But no, but like I said, knowing me, I don't think you'll get to me in time. Yo, yeah, your big ass, like, you'd be hanging off the edge of that thing. <laughs> and the shark would come and just be nibbling at your feet. <laughs> oh, man. R.I.P. Oh, Tunde. It was a good ride, my guy. Oh, all of our triathlon. I'm good. You tried it. I'm going to do it in a pool, and then I'm going to do, like, my run on treadmill, and then do my biking on the peloton. Why not do it for 40, bro? I got to learn how to swim first. You got, like, you got time, though. How long do you think it'll take you to learn how to swim, legit? Six weeks? For me to get comfortable? Swimming a mile? Okay, no, uh, no, no that's, see, that's different, because that's going to be, like, stamina and, like, all that other stuff. I mean, like, for you to learn how to swim, be like, oh, yeah, 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 like, I know how to swim. How long do you think it would take? I think like I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six weeks, bro. I've done I've taken swim classes before. Oh, so you're not even starting from the beginning? No. Oh, like four weeks a month, not nah. even a month. Maybe you go every day. Nah, bro. I think you could go. I think you could go three times a week for mm-hmm. a month, and you would learn how to swim. Mm-hmm. What you mean? I actually was I actually looked up swimming classes at at the local uh, college last. Oh, beginning this year before COVID happened, and uh, they they offered it in the summertime. So I was going to learn this summer or try to learn this summer, but of course, that's all dead right now. Why is it dead? Oh, did something happen in the world today? No, because COVID. You can't. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, wow. so, is that real? Oh, is that, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay, so listen, I just googled it. It takes about twenty hours of lessons to learn how to swim. 20 hours. Okay. All right. Once everything Four opens weeks. back up, I'm going a, I'm to a commit to learning how to swim. And that's at an average place, average pace with no fear of water. I don't think you have a fear of water. No, I do. Bruh, I do. stop it. I do. Stop it. I do. Bruh, I almost, I, I almost, drown, almost drowned. I almost drowned in the third grade. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Let me stop being so insensitive. You want to talk about it, buddy? No, I just, you know, I. It was day camp, and it was the first week, and it was every Friday I went to the pool, uh-huh. and I was excited for the first week. I was like, oh, finally, I'm going to get to the, go to the pool, and I was like, swimming's going to be easy. I just, I see it on TV, and <laughs> just <laughs> just move your arms and move your legs, and then you swim. So I jumped off the diving board, <laughs> and, and I'm at the bottom of the pool looking up, like, what? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, did you like it, panic? Did you like panic? Yeah, you, I panicked. Yeah, you and opened then, like, your mouth and you're like, Argh! yeah, they didn't have to come save me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Not sorry for laughing experience. like this, but like, 
like to think to think that you you was on flex like man i'm about to go get this swimming thing cracking g i seen it on i seen it on tv it was it was a black and white tv nonetheless but you seen it uh, on tv <laughs> and then you go jump in the pool like this is sweet and you're like no it's not it's this not, is not it sweet. Definitely, it definitely was not sweet this is was, not sweet it was horrible oh was man horrible. But then you took swimming lessons again after that. So like, I took them. In, I took them in. Uh, I took, I took a swim class in college, and I took one on my own. Where I paid money for it in grad school. Uh, I mean, I don't know, Tunde. I feel like you could learn how to swim in like three weeks. Mm. Maybe we'll see. Stay tuned, people. Stay tuned, everybody. Everybody, send us an email. You know, send encouraging words. You know, respond to our, uh, respond to our social medias. You know, spam Todd underscore seven on social media, man. Just give give the guy some support, man. Like, you know, we need to break the stereotypes down. In 2020, we don't need to be having no more black people can't swim stereotypes. So, yeah. you know, it's about progress. And that's what we're, that's what we're here promoting. Wild so, thing is my dad's a great swimmer. I don't doubt that. He didn't teach I, me. I bet my man's is like a fish, bro. Yep. You said he's also nice at soccer too, right? Yep. And he can speak a bunch of languages. Mm-hmm. All shit that you wish you could do. It's wild. It's okay. And you 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 would think that you would think that it was because we didn't grow up in the same house and that he was an absentee father. No, nah, he was there. He, he was, was there the whole time. <laughs> he was there. No, he was <laughs> there. He just was like, oh no, you don't know how to do this. Like you better learn. Like, you gotta figure it out. I had to learn. Shit. Right. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> bet you want me to teach you something, don't you? Spoiled ass. Like I'm your father or something. Right. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you thought? <laughs> you thought. Oh, man. All right, dog. We didn't we didn't just run our mouth about a bunch of shit. Let's get to some uh let's get to some action on the current event shit, bruh. Alright. So I think I talked about this on top of the top of the episode. But uh the NBA is back now. NBA NBA bubble. And since the NBA has returned, a lot of players have been like putting like instead of the names on the back of the jersey, they've they've been putting messages like Black Lives Matter or I am a man or and racism, stuff like that on the back of their jerseys. And almost every NBA player or coach has has taken a knee during a national anthem. So there almost, is a almost almost there. Almost there. there there is a third year player. Um his name is Jonathan Isaac and no, no he, relation. Yeah. <laughs> and he not only did not you know, put a message in the back of his jersey. He also didn't wear the Black Lives Matter shooting shirt, and he was the only player on both teams who decided not to take a knee. So every, you know, everyone else in the stadium was taking took a knee yeah. except, except for him. Coaches, faculty, players, everyone else except for Jonathan Isaac. Yes, and he cited his religion as a reason for not uh, taking a knee, and he, he said, quote, uh, I think when you look around, racism isn't the only thing that plagues our society. That plagues our nation, that plagues our world. And I think coming together on that message that we want to get that we want to get past not only racism but everything that plagues us as, as society. I feel like the answer to that is gospel. You don't have any problem with that, do you? Actually, I do. Real, you have a pro- you have a problem with him saying that? Not not saying the answer to that is gospel. Okay. The problem What's- with he like. He's saying, he's saying that a lot of things, not only racism, but a lot of things plague our society. So, like, 
he's he's taking racism and he's throwing it to this big lump of everything else and saying we can solve everything just by just by praying. Like no, like we need to hold these people accountable. Like God God helps yeah. people who help themselves. Mm. So so we can't just say if you pray things will get better. No, because yeah. that's the same thing that's been taught to us for for centuries. Yeah. So yeah. I don't uh, like it's praying. It's it's great. Yeah, I would never say. Dope. Yeah, Shout I would never praying, say. Yeah. You know, don't. But I'm about to go pray after this. Yeah. So. But yeah, he. I don't agree with that part. And sure. basically, he he well, said a lot of things. Also, yeah. his quote was a lot longer, but it's I don't really want to read everything. But he just says that I just don't feel like Black Lives like you taking a knee supports Black Lives. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, or wearing your shirt supports yeah, Black Lives Matter. So that happened. So Tunde, uh, um, as a, as, after all of this happened, like, you know, there was a bit of backlash and, you know, you'd mm-hmm. speak on it. But where, where is Jonathan Isaac now? So last night, um, I, I don't know who he played. It's not important. But last night, he tore his ACL in a game. Yikes. That's terrible. That's it is terrible. I, like I would never wish injury on anyone, Thanks. especially not a knee injury, because that is quite possibly like, my worst fear. Like tear my ACL. Like I'd rather like break my arm than tear my ACL. Dog. So uh, obviously, like this is. I mean, it, I want to be very clear. This really sucks. And you know, like you said, we don't wish injury upon anybody. You know, even if we have differences of opinions. You know, we should be able to express those and talk because it's a good dialogue, right? We can all yep. find some level of commonality. But I saw the most savage thing ever, and I have to read it to you. Okay. Basi- basically, it was a picture of him saying he suffered a torn ACL. And so somebody wrote, when you don't want to take a knee, so God figured you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, oh, no. I mean, it's it, terrible. It, is, it is very ironic. It's terrible. It's, uh, it's ironic. For you, you know, not to, not to want to take a knee, and that's the part of your body that gets hurt. Oh my God, I could not believe the internet is ruthless, bro. It's it is. ruthless. It is. It's ruthless. And we're also gonna talk about in a second how ruthless it can be. But. Oh, for sure, for sure. But you know, on a more on a more serious note, you know, one of the things that you know he was trying to talk about was you know this idea of how. You know, not only do we all like fall short of God's glory, but, you know, we're all made in his image, you know, sort of thing. And, you yeah. know, that was kind of his, a lot of the the crux or the backbone of his argument by saying, like, no, nah, like, I'm not going to necessarily just like single out black lives. Like, you know, it had a very all lives matter tone, even though that's not what he necessarily specifically expressed. Yep. Um, it did. It did. But, you know, like the thing that just kind of really didn't sit well with me is, you know, in the same vein, he's talking about how we need to seek God, repent for our sins. You know, we can see things in a different light. My my whole question would have been like, well, what the fuck do we need to see in a different light, bro? Like, like, you know, if you're saying that killing somebody is wrong, period, well, then why aren't we talking about, you know, like repenting for your sins, like taking another life? you know, or, or whatever the, the, the very blatant issue is in front of you, right? I, I could have seen him, you know, uh, using the opportunity to have, like, words on the back of his jersey to express that, you know, sort of message, like God first or love everyone or, you know, equality for all. Like, why Big. isn't 
You know what I'm saying? My man's didn't put he put his own little funky name on there. So it's like, I get it, fam. Like, and I'm not gonna ever knock somebody for wanting to, you know, put God first in their life and be grateful for the gifts he's given us. Be great, fam. But like don't necessarily discredit or now just be contrarian, I guess, almost to the point where you're like, I'm not gonna say nothing, but you know, everybody else that wants to do it, like fine, but I'm not gonna participate in that. Like for what? For what? Use your platform to be heard. They don't gotta say Black Lives Matter, but speak your truth, G. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess now keep it. He gonna sit down and either watch. I'm sorry, that's so fucked up. My bad. That's terrible. I mean, I don't think it is. Like, honestly, if you're not for us, you're against us. Is that how you really feel? Is that how you feel? Yeah, as far as Black Lives Matter. If you're not for us, you're against us. Hold on, I gotta process that. If you're not for us, you're against us. Yeah, I guess so. Because if, if you're not option. for the ending of racism and uh, oppression of black people, then what other stance can you have except yeah. to be against us? That's real, G. Now I'm what color silence, you are. Silence is not an option, bro. Like motherfuckers is too comfortable for too long. Yep. So and I, and I guess we're not really gonna touch on it today, but you know, I do be feeling like momentum is really you know, kind of waning a bit. And, you know, the Breonna Taylor shit is just still mind-boggling to me how, like, that's just got no movement, it seems like. It's, it's, yeah, it's... At the same time, at the same time, I also feel like at this point it's, I don't help, help me out, but isn't it almost kind of like a distraction, right? Because there now is just, like, such an emphasis on, like, arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor, but then... We also need to really be having very serious conversations about, like, uh, you know, qualified immunity. Why is there only one state that's gotten rid of it so far? You know, there's a lot of other topics that need to be addressed. But by just, like, dragging on the Breonna Taylor thing, none of those conversations seem to be happening as prevalent anymore. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the popular thing to talk about now. Is it gaslighting? Is that it? Is that gaslighting? By let's say let's focus on Breonna Taylor, but not everything else. No, I I think people need to have more than a one track mind. Okay, that's fair. I'll say that. Yeah, but it's hard. It is, especially when one one thing kind of dominates the the headlines. And yeah, I mean, I think rightfully so. But sure. still, I think Definitely. you still need to keep your eye on the overall prize. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I and I do think there's a lot of people out there that don't know what the overall prize is. I do think that that's a real thing. I, and I love the energy that a lot of people have shown and speaking up and stuff. But, you know, we're, we're really at a point where even more now than anything, education reform should really be talked about now that a lot of these black and, black and brown schools have to go back into the go back into the, you know, school building. But, you know, people in higher economic statuses have and online learning set up, bro. Like, it, it's no it's problem. Wild, it's wild to me that... So, I have two colleagues. Uh, one in grad school, one was uh, two years ahead of me, and then one that you know was a year after me. Okay. And they collaborated today, and he, he's he's a provost of a HBCU. They collaborate? And, you said they collaborated? Yeah, he's, so he's a provost of the HBCU, so he invited uh-huh. her to come... Okay. To come and speak to to his students. Okay, bet, bet, bet. So I'm like, oh, that's so, that's so great. Like you know that you know oh, yeah. he's keeping it in house. That 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 you know, Meharry connection. And I'm I'm thinking like, wait, wait a minute. Why are students <laughs> on campus? 
Why, why, why are they there? <laughs> Wait a minute. You needed to you needed to see a picture of the what the lecture hall looked like. I'm yeah. motherfucker sitting too close, G. I'm just like, wow, this is crazy to me. I mean, she also did go and do the speaking engagement, though. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah. I mean, I just think their school shouldn't be open in the first place. Yeah, but hey, man, they need this free fucking daycare in this country. You are not going to take that away. Those are Americans' rights. Okay, our education system is glorified daycare, and you're not going to take that from the people, Tunde. My bad. I'm sorry. With your with your goddamn moral compass, hyper liberal progressive ass views, we ain't doing <laughs> that shit no more, man. Cut uh, it out. That's what people sound like. That's what people sound like. <clears throat> All right, but uh, overall, man, it's it's really unfortunate. You know, we wish Jonathan Isaac a very speedy recovery. I hope you're healthy, blessed, uh, your family as well. Um, yeah, pray on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> That's fucked up. Why would you say that? What? He's obviously good at praying. So, like, Dog, you're so petty. That's petty. I mean, well, but yeah, also pray. But also, like, the way you said it. Like, you knew. <laughs> yeah, 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 just pray for it. Pray on it. Pray on it. It'll be good. Yo, you're sick. Uh, you're sick. You're sick. Ugh. But yeah, so also this past this past week, yeah, like I said, also the top of the show, there were. Well, we'll, we'll start with the the funeral of the, the the funeral of John Lewis. Yeah, and that was on this past Friday. So you know his, his body has been making the rounds. I think he lied in in, in state at the. At, at Congress on in U.S. Capitol, mm-hmm. United State, uh, I want to say in Allen Montgomery or Birmingham, I think. Okay. And so his funeral was this Friday, and I watched some of it. Well, mostly I watched the eulogy by yeah. Barack Obama, but they also were remarks made by Bill Clinton and and George Bush as well. So three former presidents spoke at his funeral, which just goes to show, like how great of a man John Lewis was. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I, I watched the eulogy, and I just think that was just watching the eulogy it made me miss like having a competent, like, cool president. <laughs> like, just just the way that, that Barack Obama can command a room. Yeah. And he was, you know, I think we talked about it on our last episode, about John Lewis's life, and like he talked about how his parents were sharecroppers. He was born in Selma, and he wanted to like go to Troy University. Oh, he's born somewhere else. So he's born in Troy, Alabama, yeah. and he went to go to Troy University, and it was still segregated. So he couldn't go. He said him going to to, to the school called American Baptist College in, in Nashville, and that took me back, you know, to my days in Nashville because. Uh, you, call it, you call it ABC, American Baptist College. They have mm-hmm. some really, really good bros. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he talked about also in Nashville how like he started like the 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 lunch counter sit-ins, and he went from there to doing uh, fighting for voter voter rights and yeah. like this, the Selma, like the Selma and Bloody Sunday, and his time as a his time as a, a as as a congressman. And then uh, Barack, you know, he doesn't really speak too much about our current administration. Mm-hmm. But then he took this, he took that time to, like, this is an important time to talk about, like, 
how our current administration is trying to suppress the vote in November, how how Donald Trump is basically soliciting the help of foreign governments. Foreign aid, yeah. And how they how they're treating the citizens in 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 the in the wake of George Floyd, Beyond Taylor's deaths and all the protests and how Donald Trump is sending these secret police to different cities. So yeah. and federal he, guard to fucking mm-hmm. Chicago and shit. Yeah. Yep. You talked about all that. And it was it was just I, I just miss Barack. I just miss him. Like Yeah. He's cool. Name name a cooler president. I mean no Barack is hands down the coolest oh. president. He is. He is yes. I, I and that's um I just don't gas up any president, honestly. Like yeah, I, I, feel don't, it. I don't give a fuck about any of them. I feel it. But I was I was listening to speaking of Barack, I was listening to Michelle Obama's podcast dropped the first episode this past week and mm-hmm. her first guest was Barack. Oh wow. You think that was difficult to set that up? I don't know. But I, just, uh, I don't know. The sketch was pretty tight. Yeah, I guess. I, I, mean, I, think she, I don't think she gets such a huge guest for her first episode. It's a pretty impressive thing. Shout out to Michelle Obama. you out here grinding. Black women are awesome, dude. Um, yeah. So here's here's one thing about the, the John Lewis thing that was like, you know, really it kind of was uncomfortable for me. Uh, you know, you, you had mentioned how there were like the, you know, three former presidents, right? Two Democrat, one Republican president, right? Uh, George W., uh, who that dude is underrated swaggy, just having met him in real life, underrated swag, but still a weirdo. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it, it shows that, you know, when it comes to like the fight for civil rights, it wasn't a partisan thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's going to be backlash, like, why didn't Trump go, blah, blah, blah. But take that aside, you know, when you think about how our country feels about, events like this and how people you know respond to events like this it doesn't it's not a partisan thing right civil rights and the efforts of civil rights should not have ever been a partisan thing and so as i was like just reading about it because admittedly like i still i only really checked out the highlights of it Mm -hmm. um one of the things that was staggering to me is there was an article i want to say this morning um that basically was describing how Fox's ratings plummeted during uh, the time of the funeral, right? Because there was coverage on all the major news networks. And so I think typically, you know, Fox averages somewhere around 2 million viewers per hour. Yeah, they're the, the largest uh, network. Yeah, they're the largest. Ne- yeah, they're the largest network. They have the largest, um, you know, viewership. And so on that day, the Nielsen uh, has a as a graph. It basically showed so at 9 a.m. before the funeral started, it was two million or 1.9 million viewers, and around like the 11 o'clock noon, one to two o'clock hours, the viewership dropped as low as 500,000 people, while they were covering the funeral of John Lewis. So they basically, it's Fox was turning the TV off. Basically, they're like, because Fox was covering the the funeral, right? And they were doing their whole take on it. But they, like, the viewers were like, I'm not watching this shit. And that, like, is kind of really telling to me, right? Because it's almost, you know, if we want to work with this uh, argument that, you know, a lot of the news networks are partisan now, and Fox is definitely the more conservative of the networks. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, like, for you to, like, be, hey, man, this guy passed away. He's a civil rights legend. Woo up to bam, and for everyone to see that this is going on, like, and discredit his, 
you know, actions and then just turn the TV off and just not watch it. Like that's so telling of the real state of our country that that now is a air quotes partisan issue or a partisan event. And because Barack is speaking or because Bill Clinton is speaking, even with George W. Bush speaking, people are like, I'm not watching that shit. And man, that like blew my mind and was very disheartening. Did you hear about this? Were you aware? I, I, I didn't hear about it, but it doesn't surprise me at all that that an event like that, a historical event like that, would would be partisan. Like, if people can can politicize a a fucking mask and say that, <laughs> well, I'm a public because I'm not wearing a mask, then that doesn't surprise me either. Yeah, and that, and I, it's, it's, it's incredibly unfortunate. But I think you just hit like the perfect segue. Yeah, so speaking of masks. <laughs> of all time. Speaking of masks and there not an, wearing them. There was another death. Uh, we had to spend too much time on this because, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Herman Cain died last week. Herman Cain was. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. Was a uh, former congressional, congressional, former presidential candidate for the Republican Party. In the 2012 ele- uh, election, he's uh, also pointed out. He should don't know he's a black man, former businessman. He had he had a chain of uh, pizza parlors called Godfather's Pizza, nice. and and he during his campaign he was most famous for his 999 plan. 999. <laughs> so he attended Trump's uh, rally that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the day after. Or June twentieth, death of Juneteenth, and he was pictured, you know, not wearing a mask, and he was also surrounded by other people not wearing masks. And if you pay attention to like the news coming out from that rally, well, you know that it was only half filled, but then you also a lot of staffers for that event also mm-hmm. tested positive for COVID. Yep. Herman Cain is a cancer survivor, which would make him uh, high risk. For you know, to, to to one contract COVID and two and two to uh, succumb to it. Yep, he was also seventy five. Yeah, right. So yeah. he's he's older 70, and seventy four, I think. He, he's older and also high high risk because of preexisting conditions. Yep. So he went anyway, did wear a mask and contracted COVID, and there were like a lot of news coming from his camp saying, oh, you know, he's doing well and just keeping it for observations. And it just seemed, it's always just seemed a little funny to me. Like he's been in the hospital for a month now. Like yeah. how, many, how many, how much more observation do you need? And then yeah. it came out that he died. Yeah. Now, do I feel sorry for him? I what mean, I wish, he didn't, I, I wish he didn't die, but... But, like, okay, like, but? What you mean, but? Yeah, yeah, but, like, if if I know that, if I know that, that a lake has a bunch of crocodiles in it, and I decide, oh, I'm gonna go for a swim, and I get ate by a crocodile, you can be like, damn, that sucks, but he knew that there were crocodiles in there. He didn't know, Tunde, the liberal media keeps telling us that there's a global pandemic and that's not the truth, is it? No. 
Actually, it is. I'm in a whole mood today, aren't I? I'm just in a but whole mood. To, what is going on? <laughs> the birthday is back together. Or oh, full circle. Two things I want to point out. First, uh, you said that the internet is very mean. It right? is. It is very so, mean. Somebody posted a picture of Herman Cain and said, I told you like, he became rich off his, his pizza. Pizza, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody posted a picture of him and said, Godfather's Pizza, now with con- contactless <laughs> delivery. I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have <laughs> Oh my uh, and, gosh. And then, and then Fox News posted a picture saying uh, R.I.P. Herman Cain with like the dates of, you know, from birth to death. But the only thing is that they didn't have a picture of Herman Cain. Oh they had my a picture God. of Ben Carson. You're lying. I promise you. You're lying. Yeah, so that that's Fox News for you. I mean, to be fair, they look alike, right? Do they? <laughs> I mean, all black people look alike. Oh, yeah, true. Good point there. I mean, there come go. on. We're basically twins. You see that? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I saw it. I saw it. Like, that's foolish. <laughs> Absolutely foolish. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that's uh, Hermie Kane. So. Speaking of the. Speaking of the shitty internet, um, like so, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, you know, is like a big Reddit user. Have you heard of the the Ghana says goodbye meme? It's like a thing on Reddit or something. Like, the, is it Ghana says goodbye? Are you familiar uh, with this? No. Nah. So essentially, it's people on the internet, and what someone will do is they'll like post something on social media, and then people will basically predict that that's like basically them saying that they're about to die. So an example is after after um, Herman Cain went to the rally, he was like posting a picture of like, hey, look, like people are saying it's a pandemic, but look at us. We're fine. Trump 2020 type shit. And then yeah. people take that screenshot of that tweet and then they do the Ghana says goodbye meme, which is the dancing Ghanaian pallbearers and shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically saying like, oh, he just signed his death wish type thing. And then uh. literally in a month, like, he died. And so it's like, that's really sad because you never want anyone to die, but it's like the internet is ruthless, bro. And they'd be like putting out hits on people's lives. Twitter has killed more people than, I don't know, fast food. Is that fair to say? I don't know. Yeah, Twitter do be killing people. Twitter, Twitter really be, Twitter will really kill people, G. I mean, um, R- like I said, R.I.P. Herman Cain. R.I.P. Herman Cain, man. Uh, wear yeah. a mask. Wear a mask. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a maybe there's really something going on out here, guys, in the streets. Don't, don't go to rallies. Don't go to rallies. Oh, I thought you were talking about the restaurant. Oh, like, no, 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 no. What did rallies do to you? I I love rallies slash checkers. I bet you like rallies. They're fries are bomb. You look like you would fuck up some rallies at a drive-in. <laughs> Surely would. I miss it. Yeah, I miss drive-ins. I miss every. I miss everything. I miss outside. Yeah. RP outside also while we're at it. All right. So, uh, waxing hypothetical time. Waxing hypotheticals. So, we have a waxing hypothetical. And I saw another one that I think I feel like we can do two this week. I'm going oh. to pull an audible because I saw one that I, I have to ask you. Duh, we didn't prep ask, for this. I know. I know. That's, that's, why, that's why I'm asking you. So, oh, just really quickly because I have to ask you this question. But the waxing hypothetical question this week. The one to be decided on was or is 
if you had to eat one part of your body or die an excruciating death, what part would you eat? You're asking me for, we're going, we're doing this one first. And then now? it says it says side sidebar. We're talking significant parts here. No pinky toes or fingers. So I gotta eat like I gotta like eat some. I gotta eat something. Eat something. Yeah. Now I don't know. There's so many questions, right? Like because for real, for real, I'm like, okay, do I get to like cook this shit up? Do I get to like chop it off and then like you know season it or something like that? Or am I like sitting here gnawing on my forearm type you dig? You know what I'm saying? You can cook it off and eat it. And I can it. I can cut yeah. it off, season it, and eat yeah. it. And I got to do like just one part of my body. Mm-hmm. See, because I want to pick something that's not too meaty. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to have to eat too much of myself. You, you know what I'm saying? About what part can you live without, and then what part right. can you the least amount of damage. But also, should I should I be considering like what would taste good? I don't think so. That's kind of yeah. weird, right? Yeah, that's weird. Can you do like one booty cheek? Sure. I don't think I want to do one booty cheek though. I know what I would pick. You know what you're gonna pick? Can you can you say spare me right now and just say your answer while I think? Like I would say like my um where your left handers are. You would eat your love handers. Yeah, like that part of your body because that's like a part that I feel like you could replace for like by graphing another part of your like body the and skin oh yeah so like i got that idea from watching from watching seven. Oh yeah that's such a good seven, movie i was had to cut off a pad of flesh and he chose his left handers oh damn see oh you're cheating bro you had a you had that bullet <laughs> in the chamber bro because literally because literally like the best thing that i thought of would be like my forearm you know what i'm saying like my, maybe my my left forearm. I could do the one arm life. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, actually, you know what? Maybe the quad I think muscle. I'm do, actually, I think I'm gonna do my calf. I'm gonna do my right calf. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose. Like I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep the quad right, so I can still do like the little bend in the knee a little bit, and then do like the calf down. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be one leg shorty, but like just like Buddy and Tiger King, you know, he had that nice little prosthetic joint. Oh, yeah, sure. Some of the people with the little prosthetic joints can still run dumb fast because they're a little lighter. You feel me? Yeah. And then it's like my calf ain't real meaty like that, so I could just you know eat that up real quick. It could season it up, chop it off, boom, boom, boom. Calf. I think I'm going calf gang. You should calf probably gang. pick your calves too because you ain't got none. Nah, nah, I'm going. I'm going with my my love handles. Love handles, love yeah. handles are actually would probably benefit you, right? Like you would low key just be like. Slim waist in a motherfucker. Yeah, I would have scars on the side, but you know, whatever. Yeah, who ain't nobody checking your sides out, bro? Yeah. Damn, I still like my answer because I didn't use a movie reference, and it's crazy because I was definitely making like seven references earlier. Got picked up a package from Amazon, and naturally I was like, "What's in the box?" <laughs> that's my box? Fa- that's my favorite movies. It is. It's got to be one of my top fives for sure. Yeah, definitely top five. Top right. five, top five, top five. So top five. you say your calf, I say love handles. I'm doing, I'm doing so, calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listeners, if you have a different answer, or maybe same answer for a different reason, uh, you know, invite in, let us know, hit us up on Instagram, whatever. Summer sixteen podcast at gmail.com. Yep. All right. So this is the audible. This is the weird question. I'm gonna let oh, you know God. now. It's a very weird question. I bet. All right. So there are three options to this question. So oh. I'm gonna read it first. And you have to no, yeah, three options. 
I'm gonna take if, notes. If you, if your girlfriend, boo, and your mother change the bodies, dog, and the only way to get them back to normal is to have sex with one of them. Who do you Tune choose? Tune this is wild, bruh. Think about this it. This is wild. So are you gonna leave them like in mixed up bodies? Because like if you have sex with your girlfriend's body, that means your mom is like seeing you, right? Tune, this is disgusting. <laughs> this is the hey, worst shit there. ever. It's I don't know there. where the fuck you found this. Hold on. Hold this on. Is a, it's the same website. It's right fuck, underneath the, the question fuck, we just asked. Fuck this website. <laughs> Jesus. Or okay. or if you have sex with your girlfriend's mind that's in your mom's body, then like you like you've seen your mom naked. Ah, and it'd be like old mom bod too, right? Like, yeah, but okay. it's your girlfriend's mind, though. Uh, okay, so leave, wait, or do you leave them? Whose face is it? It's your it's your mom's face with your girlfriend's mind, or your girlfriend's face. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, this is an important clarification here. This is an important detail. Uh huh. Okay. Now, as I'm hearing it, you're saying that. Your mom and your girlfriend, whatever that means, switch bodies. Okay. Yes. Which yeah. means, which means, like, like her face is her face, and then the from neck down they, no, no, they no, no, do a no. switcheroo. No, no, no. Take take the mind of a oh, person. Oh, we on some Freaky Friday shit. We on some yeah, yeah, Freaky yeah, yeah, Friday yeah. shit. Okay. Yep. Damn. And you got to sleep with one of them to yep. get them back. Yep. Okay. So hold on. This is fucking me up. <laughs> this is fucking. <laughs> Okay, on some Freaky Friday shit, my mom and my whatever girlfriend, whatever that means, um, they are they switched bodies. Yeah. So my girlfriend is walking around, hey John, da 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 da, in my mom's body. Yeah. And I'm like, oh hey. Hey mom. But it's hey like, mom. Hey, but it's like you're not my mom. And then if I slept with her, I'd be sleeping with my mom's face. Yeah. Oh. 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 But then if I sleep with my girlfriend. girlfriend's body and face and and frame, it'd be my mom's mind, and my mom knows because yeah. she's there conscious. Yep. Tune this is the worst question <laughs> you've ever asked me in my entire life. Or did you or do you leave them stuck? Y'all stuck, Shorty. <laughs> Y'all stuck. Like I can't do that. Yeah, There's think, no way. I think I think you're gonna be stuck. Yeah, you gotta be stuck, bruh. You gotta be. There's no way. There's like, no way. I, I, I think, that, like, it's it's the mom part of it, right? Because, like, mm. I'm not having sex with my mom's mind or my mom's body, period. Fast. You're stuck. You're stuck. I don't want neither of them shits. All right, so let me make it easier on you. What if you're, what if it's, like, your wife and your wife and your... Mother-in-law switched bodies. Ooh, this is fun. Wife and mother-in-law, huh? Consider uh, let's let's say you have a mother-in-law that's fairly attractive. Yeah, no, I'm saying because if she's my wife, her mom, her mom's got to be cute yeah. too, right? Yeah, you know because that's good genetics. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm yep. in it for the long haul, baby. I'm in it for the long haul, so I'm looking at what your mama look like. Um, so wife and mother-in-law switch bodies. Ooh. Okay, so can I? Do I have plausible deniability? Like, can I be like, "Oh, babe, I didn't even know that wasn't you." Oh no, 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 no! You, you, like, they, they know, like, like you have to do it because they're like, we had, they're like, we, we gotta get back to, to normal, so you have to do this. 
They didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm sleeping with my wife in her mom's body all day. Yeah, me too. All day. That's actually that's kind of easy for real, for real. Because I was still chose my air quotes wife, and now I know what like mom's was mother in law was checking out the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'd be that's kind of easy, bro. Yeah. You agree? I'm guessing you agree. Yeah, 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 for sure. That first question was garbage, though. I I can't even wrap my head around it. (laughs) I mean, it's a hard question. That's why it's West Ham. That's so hard. hard. That's so hard. If you had to pick, if you had to pick, which one would you do? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <sighs> like, is there, is there, like, what if, damn, like, you gotta, you gotta put your P in the V, right? Like, you have to. Yeah. Yep. You can't just, like, suck a titty or something? Nope. Oh. Oh. This makes my, this makes my stomach hurt. Oof. You would, uh, no, because it's the face. I think it's the face that's really fucking me up the most. It's because I would have to, like, I could theoretically make eye contact with this person, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, yeah, and, like, I, would, I would see, I would see, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know to, if I would be able to get it, it, it up. All right, so if, if, I, if I had to choose, if I had to choose. I don't even think I, I, think I could it, get it, it up. My, I would, it would be my girlfriend's body. Ooh, that makes me, oh, I have to choose. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, but like, turn the lights off and just ooh, hit it from the back. Don't look at me. It'd be, yeah, it'd be, it would be my girlfriend's body. Uh, I mean, it, I guess it, it has to be right. Like, cause I just, I could not end up accidentally making eye contact. You know what I'm saying? Like with my mom's body and it, that would just, it would, it would be, it'd be too much it'd, it'd destroy me, mental. Yo. It'd be too much mental scarring for me to ever recover, right? Like, yeah. Yeesh, bro. Tunde, yep. you should have left that question. <laughs> you over here scrolling and clicking and pushing buttons. It was now right I'm over here stressed. It was right underneath the question we just, we just talked about. I'm over here stressed out, bro. Damn. <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. So, again, let us know what you would, uh, you would choose. And actually, to both questions. So. Uh, if y'all have any questions of y'all, feel free to send them in because obviously we're very irresponsible at picking them <laughs> up. Um, once again, that is summer16, summer16podcast at gmail.com. Help us, please, because I can't, I can't answer any more questions like that. <laughs> oh, I'm stressed, bro. Oh, I'm man. Stressed. Too All blessed right, yeah. to be stressed. You ready to wrap this up, dog? Yeah, well, we got AVM. Let's go. We got yeah, AVM. Yeah. AVM. Yeah, so let's uh let's go ahead and um so as always, friends of the show, uh, we do our audio visual mental segment where we leave you guys with some recommendations from this past week and things that have just kind of been on the front of our mind and keeping us entertained during quarantine times. Um so uh, uh should I go first? Should I go first this week? Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh okay, so for my AVM this week. Uh, I have just been so incredibly moved um, by by the arts lately. So my audio, I'm gonna need you to say Buddy's last name, okay? My audio is the Pandemic Project by Toby Inigwe. One more time, by the Pandemic Toby Project by Toby Inigwe. Inigwe, yes. Um, he, it's a it's a really short album actually. Uh, 
I think it's like six songs, but the last outro is like 30 minutes long. It's like a conversation with like him and his family and like talking about a lot of stuff that's going on with um, the pandemic. Um, but there's, there's a few tracks that have been super popular, like trending on social media. Uh, the Brianna Taylor one is like, it's low key, like just this hard ass Houston trap beat talking about Arrest the Killers of Brianna Taylor and Elijah McClain. Uh, shit's fire though. It's like, it's actually a really good song. And I think the one that everyone loves right now is the the try Jesus, don't try me because I throw hands. Yeah, uh, that shit spoke to my spirit. Like, I felt that. I heard them lyrics uh, and I, I, I felt that. that shit. The video, the visuals of that video is just amazing. Yeah, they, I mean, just overall the entire aesthetics of that whole thing. So w- when we post our AVM um, on Friday, uh, I'm gonna definitely tag the project and tag the artist and you know, guys, definitely go check it out. Follow them. The videos are way better than the songs by themselves, um, but it's overall just a really cool project to listen to because. You know, he obviously has a very strong faith in God, but, you know, I think he, there's a tagline he said. It was something about, like, having, uh, like, uh, giving uh, passion to purpose or something like that. And this is, like, really cool shit. So, The Pandemic Project by Toby. Inigwe. There it is. All right. Speaking of things that I've been incredibly moved by, my video is... um, Blackest King by the Queen Bee herself. So I saw it. I don't have Disney Plus, but it's on Disney Plus. And my good friend, she wanted to watch it like at midnight when it dropped uh, last week. And, you know, before I was always like, okay, like Beyonce is cool or whatever. And, you know, I understand like the beehive is rowdy. But if I'm being honest, like I never really understood the massive Beyonce hype. Like, I understand that I'm, like, a Kanye stan, and, like, it, it makes perfect sense to me. But for people that were standing for Beyonce, I was like, eh, she cool. Like, she's straight. After watching the the visuals of this project and, like, the music and everything, it made complete sense. Like, Shorty is, she's out of this world, next level, incredible artist. Have you seen it, Tunde? No, Have not yet. Like I mean, I plan on watching it, but not yet. Doug, like, it's, it's crazy good. It is crazy good. Uh... And I don't even know if there's anything more uh, sensical that I can add to that. Like, Beyonce just blew my fucking mind and I was speechless. Um, Shout out to the queen. I will definitely drop $1,000 to go see her in concert. I would do it. I would no no regrets. A rack? I would drop a rack to go see Beyonce in concert after that. Yeah, I would do it. I would drop two racks for Ye, but I would drop a rack for for Queen B, yo. We talking about front row tickets? I mean, whatever that gets you. I don't even know what a rack would get you in terms of a Beyonce concert. It'll probably get you on the floor of a stadium. Yeah. Right? And shit, imagine what a concert would be like in 2021. Like, a socially distanced concert. Them tickets are going to be out of this world expensive. Uh, but yes, Black is King by the Queen Bee herself on Disney+. Plus. Fire. Um, and then for my mental, um, somewhat related, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Dissect podcast. Have you ever heard Dissect, Tunde? No. What's it about? Uh, so basically, it's a podcast that does long-form musical analysis. Uh, so oh, I, I think I have heard of it. They uh, do, I do rap albums? They do, yeah, different hip-hop albums. So Oh, yeah, I th- I, I've listened to one episode. I think it was Pusha T's one. Uh, you, it, there was one, well, I mean, Pusha T... When when they did my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, they probably talked about how Pusha T was on that album, and because they go basically they go out for an album, they go song by song, and then they'll do like some 
any context that you need for the album and so on and so forth. So, so a lot of the albums that they've done so far, I think it's been five at this point. Oh, uh, sorry. I think that's a different thing. Maybe, maybe. But there's been five different albums. So there was To Pimp a Butterfly, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um... The most recent season was Lemonade, which is why I, you know, talked about it um, uh, in relation to Beyonce just dropping Black is King, um, as well as they did um, Lauren, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And there was a there was a Tyler, the Creator album. I think it was Flower Boy. Uh, and then as well as Damn and Frank Ocean's album. Damn, how about I just name like seven albums? Jesus Christ. Um, maybe six. They did Blonde, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Uh, so they have all those different ones. It's a it's a great podcast. They talk even down to like music theory from lyrics, uh, the the context around the songs. And then there's also one off episodes uh, where they'll talk about you know different releases that happen in the middle of the seasons and just give you like longer episodes. So an example yeah. would be they did one for um, Jesus is King. Uh, when Kanye released that, because who doesn't want to hear about Kanye? And um, yeah, it, it's a really cool podcast for people looking for new content to listen to, especially if you're a music lover like myself. Um, it's a really cool podcast to check out. So that was long-winded, but yeah, yeah, Dissect is dope. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy season is mind-bogglingly great. It'll give you a whole new appreciation for the greatest living artist of all time. I would also recommend the blonde season. I thought it was great. Um, I'm also a huge Frank Ocean fan, and they also take and some time to, yeah, they also take some time to go through Channel Orange um, and some of his earlier projects. Um, and but all of the seasons, all the music, all the albums are phenomenal. So check it out. Boom on you, my guy. It's on you, my guy. All right. So for my audio, I was listening to the uh, Joe Budden podcast last week. And they brought up this maybe two weeks ago. And they brought up like the songs that that are really disrespectful and kind of uh, like when dudes try to try to like throw salt in other dudes' games. Uh huh. And they brought up this song called uh, "Boyfriend" by Ray J. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I remember that song. Basically, he's talking to this guy and says. Yeah, I'll be fucking your girl, but you know, she said she's never gonna leave you. So you don't, don't don't be worried about anything. You know, at the end of the day, she's gonna come back to you, right? And Whoa. I'm like, it, like the song is is wild, right? <laughs> but basically, he's had a conversation with another guy. But it Yikes. made me go back and re-listen to that album. So it's that uh, Ray J album is on the All I Feel. That's the name of the, the album came out in 2008. Yep. And I I I used to love this album. Oh, that's so, the one with Sexy Can I on there. Yeah, Sexy Can I. That's a, that's uh, it, had, it had gifts. It uh-huh. uh, had uh, Where You At with the song with the game. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, Girl from the Bronx, I think it's pretty good. But overall, I think the album is, is really, really underrated. Um, I used to live, listen to this album like all the time. I had a CD. but Of course you did. But so that's my audio for this week. All I feel by the iconic uh, Ray J. The iconic. <laughs> so uh, for my visual, this past weekend when I wasn't doing hood rat things on on yachts, I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was binging the first five episodes of P Valley. 
on Stars, and I really, really like this show. So P Valley is a show about the strip club in Mississippi, and like it's really country and it's really black, and I just love it. It's so strip club, so it's called P Valley. And guess yeah. what the P stands for? So that's a pussy. Pussy. <laughs> it's a really, really good show. I, I really like it, and it talks about like the. It covers like a lot of things, like like domestic violence and and sex workers' rights and and hmm. and and uh, the life of a trans person. Really? Or, yeah. It's it's it has a lot of it has some violence, a lot of sex, of course. Uh, I think the storyline is pretty good too. That's why you like it because so, of all the sex. I just, I like really good storylines, and I like seeing black shows. So is this like? Is this a? I mean, I guess it's a strip club in Mississippi, so it's probably primarily black. But it's like written by black folks and directed as well. I'm not sure. I'm looking I'm it sure. up right now. the 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 writer's name is Katori Hall. Katori Hall. That sounds like a black name. Yeah. Is that is that is that a terrible thing to say? Can I say no. that? No. It's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. That shit is. Look, damn. I'm telling you, first five episodes, I'm all caught up now. I'm like, damn. I wish damn. I like. I wish I waited a little bit now. It's like a digital. Is this HBO? Is this HBO? Nah, it starts. Does it have like HBO energy though? Like yeah, I, it for sure it does. Like it's sure. like boobies out. Like they show oh, they yeah, show yeah. nipple. They show nipple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean Ooh. stars. Stars is like uh, you know, one of those one of those knock stations. off HBO. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, oh uh, yeah, but that's that's my visual P Valley, and my mental. Uh, I'm doing this book called the Portland Black Panthers. Uh, empowering our Albina and remaking a city. So I read this book in 2017, and basically it's about when people think of the Black Panthers, they think of cities like Oakland and San Francisco and LA and Chicago. These really big cities that have really are larger Black populations. Mm-hmm. So this book basically talks about Portland, which, if you know, during the last census, it was named the whitest city in America. Was it so really? You, yeah, 2010 census. Uh, I'm sorry, the whitest major city in America. Okay, fair enough. So, so this book kind of talks about the history, not just of the Black Panthers, it talks about just the history of Black people in, Port- in Portland or Oregon in, in general. So when I was there, I want to say the state was 2% Black and the city was about 4 to 5% Black. Good Lord. So it talks about like how Portland got that way and it talks about like how workers w- would come in to to work on ships to guess uh, for World War II, and they put them in these towns. This town called like Vanport, which is a, like a tent city, like in between Vancouver, Washington, and Portland, Oregon. So Vanport, and it goes all the way up to like how the, the Panthers first got started, and like the relationship to the Panthers in Oakland, and in, also in Seattle. And it talks about local po- politics all the way up to the early 80s. And it's really good. So if you're familiar with, with Portland, there's a, uh, a part of, uh, I guess, a part of Portland called Albina, which is used to be like a really, really black part of the city. And right now it's being really gentrified. So that's why I originally started reading the book, because of that. Isn't but, it funny that you have a really, really black part of the city called Albina? Yeah. Because it's like Albino? I don't know. I think that's kind of ironic. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's a really informative book, especially if you're familiar with Portland or you just want to learn more about like the irony of having a a Black Panther ch- uh, chapter in a that white of a city. Yeah, maybe you need it even more. Listen, and you know, just for full disclosure, I still have the book because you bar- l- lent it to me like a year ago, and I have to read oh. it. I was that's wondering what it was. I was looking for to find it on your bookshelf. <laughs> I was looking for it. I was like, what the hell? Because it's definitely sitting right there on my bookshelf. I looked at it right before we started recording. That's so okay. funny. Um, yeah, so I have it. It's in good hands. Okay, good. It's okay. Don't like, worry. Damn, what happened to my book? Um, but no, like, I think Portland overall as a city just has such an incredible history, incredibly interesting history, uh, not just from the sense of like, how African-Americans have had to navigate living there and all the racism that they faced in the Pacific Northwest. But even like the long history of uh, trafficking of human lives, um, you know, whereas before it was Shanghaiing folks to Asia to, to be sent basically in, in another form of slavery. And I think even today, it's one of the hotbeds for sex trafficking in the United States, um, just because of the underground, essentially grid that people use for sex trafficking, uh, even to this day, it's, it's mind boggling. So no, good recommendation. And I, I need to finally get to it, but I, I do have the book. I have it. I'm working on sure. it. For sure. So, all right, man, I think that's all you got. Yep. That's it. All right. So shout out to you again for another great list of things for the folks to check out. Um, let's wrap it up, yeah? Yep, let's do it. All right, friends. So now that we left you guys with some things to check out until next week, uh, we would like to, as always, just thank you for listening. Um, every week we rack our brains trying to figure out what we want to talk about, how we want to do it, and make it interesting for you guys. Um, but it wouldn't be worth anything if you guys weren't listening. So we appreciate you guys. Um, and as always, you know, feel free to like, rate, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. We would really appreciate that. Uh, you can always stay connected with us via email, summer16podcast at gmail.com. That's summer16podcast at gmail.com. We have our show's Instagram, summer16pod, and our Facebook page, summer16podcast, as well as the Twitter, summer16pod as well. Um, we appreciate all the engagement that you guys have so far. So let, let keep it up, man. We, we love hearing from you guys. We love um, doing little polls and um, getting feedback. Uh, so check us out on social media. It's been a lot of fun. Of course, you'll find the links in the description. Once again, if you enjoyed the content, you know, want to help us continue to grow, make our shows better, don't hesitate to, you know, put a little money towards our cash app. You know, one of the things that we're continuing to do is figure out new ways to provide good content. And, you know, we're working towards a few goals of our own and, you know, anything that you guys can donate will help. Um, so our cash app is dollar sign summer 16 pod. Once again, that's summer one, six pod, anything you have helps. Um, but of course, you know, just listening and giving us the time, uh, we really appreciate it. So until next time, that's a whole lot of gang shit. Peace. Wear a mask. Wear a fucking mask, yo. Damn. Peace. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>